morning. Hi, everyone. My name's Rob. My name is Geraldine. And this is another episode of GBF, um, a little podcast where we talk about books and pop culture and really anything we want. Uh, it's a bright morning. We're in the studio together. I can't believe I'm physically looking at you. This is like a once in every four month thing. He woke me up and said, <laughs> I'm coming over. No, I called her and I said, let's do coffee and gossip at 9.40 and record at 10. And she said, I don't need anything. <laughs> so I was like, all right. I mean, like part of it's just like the joy of like companionship. But instead, she waited for us just to be together to record this. And I think that's actually beautiful in its own way. <laughs> Thank you. In the news recently, I feel like there's just been a lot going on with crime and white women. So I was inspired to sit down and talk about the most famous white woman in crime. Um, <laughs> um, the Batman. No, um, Jillian Flynn. You heard of her? Yeah, I'm aware of her. You know, it bothered me that she always spelled her name with a G. Because I have a hard G in my name. Okay. So any soft Gs is just not for me. So Geraldine is just like... <laughs> Off the table. Okay. <laughs> no, but I forgot about your name. No, because G I L, it's like Gil. so Gill. You know what I'm trying to say? Like you wouldn't say there goes the fish with their gills. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but I also wouldn't say maybe maybe that's the problem. Geraldine. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Now I feel a little bad, but I do think your name is beautiful. You know that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so this episode, I'm expecting you to just talk at me. Why talk at you? We could talk together. I don't know if my brain has the capacity. Well, have you read a Gillian Flynn novel ever? No. Okay. Have you ever wanted to? Have you ever had the urge? Have you ever walked into a Barnes & Noble? No. As someone who's not banned from Barnes & Noble. And looked at the bestsellers table and seen all of her books in a row with their like black covers with like an inanimate object on the front. And big, huge text, Jillian Flynn, and think, I want to read this or no? No. Why not? I'm just not interested. The marketing doesn't work on you? No, it actually does the opposite. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I think it repels me a little bit. I'm trying to understand why personally, one, as like a seventh grader, what pipeline I was on to go from reading something like all of the young, like young adult books that I was reading that were like fantasy and dystopian novels mm -hmm. into reading Gillian Flynn because I feel like I think it's because you're gay that's a good start <laughs> because <laughs> I think when you're younger especially and we talk about this a lot on this podcast and you're trying to like build a web of like socializing yourself within culture like I'm gonna read this book because other people who are like a little bit weird and probably gay at the time are doing it I'm gonna do that too but no one was I feel like it was mostly adult women as it should have been reading these books and I just don't know where I found that bridge personally. And it's so fascinating to me because she's such a best-selling author and this brand of books, this like white women written new crime thing is like such a phenomenon and I don't know if it necessarily, I don't know, like what's the magic behind it if you've never even read one? Well... It's like the true crime is like a woman's thing now. You know what I mean? Like it's it's branded as a woman's thing. There have been a many TikToks <laughs> analyzing this social condition that women have found themselves into where they have this dark fascination with true crime. And usually this true crime involves a woman being brutalized <laughs> in some way. So like what is it there? 
that makes women want to read true crime. You know what I mean? Well, like, is it... Now, but as a gay man... Yeah. (laughs) Is that thread the same? Who knows? Do gay men enjoy seeing women be brutalized and then kill people? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones, aka just finished the series, and my biggest, like, gripe with the series as a whole is that it's so obviously written by men Mm. for men. And so many of the female characters, if not all of them, other than, like, the one that's, like, the queen, Daenerys. Um, well, she never ends up becoming the queen, like, spoiler, whatever. But all of them are so brutalized. And their entire identity is just them being literally a victim. And it's not even necessarily interesting how they overcome it. It's just violence on top of violence on top of violence. So, in a way, do you think Jillian's, like, reclaiming <laughs> women having violence... Against them? Is that like <laughs> a meditative? You, I haven't read her books. I don't know what her commentary looks like, what her prose is like. Okay, let's break it down. Most famous Jillian Flynn novel that comes to mind as soon as you think of Jillian Flynn. Gone Girl. Right. Gone Girl is <laughs> not a good movie, right? Okay. And I've never read the book. Who's in Gone Girl? Rosamund Pike. I think that's how you say her name. I think that's the name. Mm. And you don't know the boy? And his little dick is in it in the shower at the end. He plays the Batman. He has a gross brother who's like ben. a rapist. And he's dating Jayla. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah. He's just like a piece of printer paper the whole time. Well, yeah. And it basically follows a really calculated woman who is stuck in a conventional marriage who comes up with this whole plot to escape and uses violence to get out. And I feel like there's a lot there, but personally, I don't know. Why can't she just leave? Yeah, I don't know. And, I, <laughs> and I, she doesn't seem necessarily trapped in the marriage. Like, she's being cheated on, and she knows about it, I'm pretty sure. So maybe that's why you're drawn to it, because there's an unnecessary dramatic appeal about it. Is it melodrama? Yeah. Right, but it doesn't necessarily... But why Gillian Flynn's melodrama? Why her is what, is well, what I feel like I'm trying to get to the root of. true crime... Not true crime, I guess. It's not true crime if it's fiction, but... <laughs> I know, we keep calling it true crime, I guess, looking fake crime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I read Sharp Objects, and I started to read... Which is also Gillian Flynn? Also Gillian Flynn, and Dark Places. I started during the pandemic, and I think the pandemic was also just too much of, like, a dark place. Well, so do you like Gillian Flynn? That's the thing, is <laughs> I don't think I do, but yet she's always on my mind. Like, I feel compelled to go and read them, and I don't well, understand Well, I also why. think... They're kind of trapping you because when they make these adaptations, they're casting people that you care about. Well, Amy Adams is, you know, I could take her a lever. <laughs> but it's like... She's fabulous. All these actors and actresses are in the same category. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I view them in my A.K.A. Brain. Amy Adams, Charlize Theron, who's in the Dark Places movie, A.K.A. Rosamund Pike, who I think is Justin Gone Girl, okay? A.K.A. There's a lot of novels that are similar to Gillian Flynn that also get picked up all the time, like Emily Blunt and The Girl on the Train. Like, that's in the similar vein. You know The Girl on the Train. Yeah, and they're all the same type of actress. Yeah. Yeah. the same concept. And I just don't know anymore if it's, like, Paola or if it's... I think it's just making money because it's so easy. So do you think that Gillian Flynn will ever have a place in, like, the realm of, like, new classic author? Like, she actually can be regarded as someone who wrote books that, like challenge or like was basically running the 2010s. I view her as a very strictly genre writer though. I don't think her books transcend her draw- her genre if I'm going to be honest. Oh. Because you know there are genre authors whose books 
have reached a different height. Like, it's not just about the genre that they're in. But For example? Well, we get, like, people like Octavia Butler, who's a sci-fi author, and her books are widely regarded as not only, like, principal sci-fi works, but also just, like, if you're going to read sci-fi, you should read her because she sort of transcends the genre a little bit. Whereas to me, maybe it's... But here's the thing. I'm also talking from an extreme bias of, like, not caring about her. <laughs> so... I don't know. I just think Gillian Flynn, it's just such a, like, you could pick up this book at Stop and Shop, <laughs> at the book section at Stop and Shop. But is there not value in that? Is I'm not that saying hurt- there's not value is that in it hurting- or entertainment in it. I'm not going to say you wasted your time reading Gillian Flynn. I'll never say that about a book because <laughs> that's entertainment. And if you find entertainment in it, then it's worth your time. I don't know. I think she's a class. She's becoming a classic in the crime scene. That's what I'm trying to say. But like, not I feel like anything you can't, further than that. You can't separate these like hot, fast, catchy crime novels from Gillian Flynn. Like she low-key no. is like she's never tried to mother. break out of that either. So <laughs> good for her. Do you think Gillian Flynn is enjoying herself? Do you think she wants to write this? This is such a hard conversation to have because I haven't read any of it. <laughs> so I can't like re- get a read on like if she's still enjoying the thing she's writing because I oftentimes feel like you can feel that in the writing. I think so too. And I don't know because... Well, I think when you know that you're Gillian Flynn and anything you write is going to be picked up and produced into either a series or a movie, mm-hmm. it's like not even about enjoying it anymore. No. Do you think she just like rolls the dice? <laughs> shake the dice and shake fuck roll the dice and shake the rice Santino's here oh god um <laughs> I mean like she's not like, like middle aged woman unhappy marriage how does she get out of it this wait, time wait we gotta look up her wikipedia actually because Gillian Flynn like yeah. where like who is she where's her origin what school Let's did guess. she go to where do you think she grew up like I'm gonna say I was literally gonna say New England yeah, has to be New, New England. England divorced maybe kids yeah one Maybe two. Daughter. Son. <laughs> oh, she's pretty. Good for her. Okay. Oh, this is actually kind of taking a dark turn. She's from Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. Raised in Kansas. Uh-huh. Both of her parents are professors. Oh, that's it. She attended the University of Kansas. So you know what? She's she might have some really good dark inspo for this. Because her book, Dark Places, I think, takes place out in the farm country. It does take place on a farm. It's basically about a girl who's the sole survivor of a cult murder. Like, her whole family gets murdered. And she survives when she's a little girl. And her brother, her like, oldest brother, who's, like, way older than her or something, mm-hmm. was the killer. Or, like, accused. And she has, like, blocked out the memory because of trauma. And only remembers bits and pieces. I never finished the book, though. But it's alluded to the fact that, like, it wasn't everything as it was seems. So... Did she kill them? <laughs> I want to know. Because she, like, literally her mother and all her sisters. It was, like, the oldest boy with, like, four younger sisters or something. And she was the baby girl. And I think she was, like, eight. So I don't think she murdered her mother and all of her siblings. But someone did. And if you want to find out, read the book. But she was married, is married to a lawyer. Brett it's Nolan. all coming together. They met in grad school, yeah. moved to Chicago from New York City in her mid-30s. They have two, two children. Their son, Flynn? Is their son's name Flynn Flynn? Their son, <laughs> Flynn, was born in 2010, and their daughter, Veronica, was born August 6th. Okay, so, oh, well, it's probably Flynn Nolan, because the husband's last name is Nolan. I'm guessing. Or she just is really camp and named her son Flynn Flynn. See, this is what's coming together for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now that we have the full profile. Kansas girl. Yeah. Professors 
two professors mm -hmm. as her parents, married to a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Do we think there's something about crime novels and the ability to enjoy them that comes from a place of privilege? Yeah. Yeah. Because why are, you think about the audience as well, primarily white women, who, listen, they are involved. <laughs> they have their own traumas. But I'm thinking about like minorities who live in maybe less privileged circumstances. Do they want to read about white women in these crime circumstances? In the most extrapolated, insane, irrational crimes. Yeah. Like, based, almost bordering like a fantasy situation. Well, I think if you grow up around crime, you don't really want to read about crime. I mean, maybe you do, but it's not the same thing. It's it, not the same it's crime. Not as... This is a highly fantasized crime Yes, situation. but I, I think if what you're trying to say is that like there's something intriguing about this danger that they didn't grow up with. Like people mm. who are privileged enough not to live in danger, there's something interesting about it, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, Game of Thrones is on the, on the dome, top of the mind. It's Medieval times is so brutal. It doesn't even relate to modern day in any way. And you think about just how horrendous it is. It like, there's something not comforting about it, but it's almost like the circumstances are so bad. It's so fascinating to see how just disgusting and dirty and scary and dangerous it was. But again, that's like back in, that's this is a fantasy world, you know, thousands of years ago. But for women who are just interested in a different type of danger, they can just read about modern day. It's like a modern day version. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's, we're breaking it apart right now. And she's a journalist. That's what she went to school for. So, you know, yeah. me, having your lawyer, who also, he's a lawyer, so I don't know what type of law. I mean, she's probably breaking the dough. If my wife was Jillian Flynn, I wouldn't be going to the courtroom. Unless if it was like my passion, but he's probably no Atticus Finch. He's probably just like, <laughs> he's probably just like at home with his feet up while she writes a new novel. And he's like, oh, listen to this idea. Like, you know what I mean? You know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's been countless SNL skits, you know, women who, like, we love watching crime and murder, but those are true. This is, this is almost like, not trauma porn, but like crime porn. Like the most insane version of, like, for any woman who wants to leave her husband but doesn't understand how they're going to do it because, you know, it's pro probably difficult. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, let me just fake my murder. And there's someone who actually did it, and it's in Jillian's book. And that's why it's a good... That's why it's entertaining. But is there value in it as being, like, a classical novel of this era? Not classical, but, like, a popular, remembered as... Like, is Jillian Flynn worth winning awards? Has she won awards? I don't think so. I think she's just, like, topping the charts. Like, I think she's selling. I don't know if she's winning. <laughs> well, she's winning in life. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, I low-key wish I was her. I wouldn't, you know, be doing whatever I wanted. <laughs> Goodreads Choice Awards, Critics Choice Award, Edgar Award for Best Short Story. You know, but that's not even for any of her books. <laughs> <laughs> like, the short story wasn't a, a book. And the Critics Choice Award was for her movie. And the Goodreads Choice Award is the Goodreads Choice Award. Yeah. So, Goodreads is also kind of biased because it's about what the fans like, not mm -hmm. the critics. I don't know, what could I do to get you to read a Jillian Flynn novel? Like, I don't know, the longer we have this conversation, the less I want to read it. I just, I just don't think it's for me, simply. Do you think it's for me? I think you've made it about you. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Books can be for anyone. I just don't feel like I ever want to dip my toes into this little well. Do you think if we email her, she'll be a guest on the podcast? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Do you think we could get her? I think we could. Uh-huh. I could be her biggest fan. I, I mean, I fit the profile. I mean, I'm not a white woman, but hmm. <laughs> I think she'd be into it. Here's my question. What are the common themes in these books other than angry woman 
divorce, spouse. And murder. Murder. Well, it's mental illness. Okay. Slay. <laughs> They're all mentally ill. I mean, Sharp Objects, like, the character is literally a journalist. Okay. So maybe she's drawing a little bit from herself, who goes south mm-hmm. because of a murder. Mm-hmm. And ends up wrapped up in her childhood. And it turns out her little sister is the murderer. So it's mentally ill woman investigating something or causing an investigation that has a little twist. But Gone Girl? I don't know what the twist was. Other than that, she just traps him in the end. There's no twist. So honestly, I think the bread and butter of the books is just a woman doing crazy shit in a crazy situation and you want to get to the payoff. I don't know if there ever was. I remember reading Sharp Objects and just being like, oh... This is the end. Like, she doesn't really resolve her relationship with her little detective boyfriend. She doesn't really resolve her relationship with her mom. No one gets killed or there's no justice. It's just like, oh, her little sister did this the whole time. And you're thinking you just sit back and be like, oh, shit, that was crazy. So it's white woman mentally ill reckons with her past while trying to do something. Yeah. And there's good novels there. There's a good, there's a, and it's all in America. Don't forget. Oh, yeah. American. There's something USA, very go go go. There's, there's something very American about it all too. In my no, opinion. yeah, international crime is much more complicated and interesting. And it's just like the crimes are. I mean, it's just murder. It <laughs> Always. Is, it yeah. It there's be, no deep. It's just like murder out of what spite, anger. I don't know. There's no deeper thinking there. It's a snap, right? All the time? Not all the time. I mean, the little sister in Sharp Sharp Objects is a sociopath. Slay. Yeah, she's like 14. But the book isn't really about her. That's the thing. And with, like, the killing cult, the reason I stopped reading that book, Dark Places, was because the central character, there was, 200 pages in, there still really wasn't much of a payoff of getting to know her. You spent time with her going to, like, conventions where she was, Well, I think it's because at that point she's written the same character multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, you could pretty much just call up... Um, At this point, it's like an anthology. It's like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Oh. You, you cha- she's changing the character's first name and the situation <laughs> she's in, but it's the same character every you time. You could call up Amy Adams and she could just do it every time. And that would low-key slay. Like American Crime Story, but it's just the Jillian Flynn story. So is there a definite like formula to her books? Yeah. You start the book knowing that it's about murder. Yeah. And we don't know who did what. Or the woman cool. disappeared. I mean, Gone Girl, I think, is the most unique format of, of her most popular books, in a sense, because she wasn't murdered. She just, like, removed herself. But you get to know the character, and it's someone who's cynical. Always mm-hmm. cynical. Always mm-hmm. damaged. You know, jaded, ungrateful. Other people see them as, like, you know... I see. Ungrateful, because it's, like, all of them... Well, at least in Star Robbins and Gone Girl, like, they're both rich, affluent, wealthy, and unhappy. Like, they come from money, or they're married to someone with money, and they're, like, alcoholics or self-harm. I mean, Sharp Object's also about self-harm. Do you think Jillian Flynn's okay? No. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) And I think Flynn needs to check on Mama Flynn and be like, are you good, bitch? Like, I'm a little worried. I mean, he's only 12, but, you know. Again, though, there is an art. There isn't, to me, to me, if we can appreciate all this shitty pop music, Mm -hmm. and we can appreciate, you know, Riverdale... Or certain people can. Mm-hmm. And low-level television and even so some... So you're the, saying there's camp in this. But that's the thing. That's what it's missing. I think, I'm think i saying there's value in it because there's, there's room potential. for... There's potential. 
but it's not hitting. I don't know if because it's not going. I feel like what I'm getting is it's not going far enough for it to be like meaningful. Yeah, but it's not doing anything that makes it really fun. It doesn't have the sugar and the spaghetti sauce. Like, it's just marinara. And mm-hmm. I feel like it'd be way funnier if we just sprinkled something else in. And I'm also, like, I think imagining, like, the shows. I know exactly, like, the color grading, the shots. Mm-hmm. I know what this woman looks like. Mm-hmm. I'm getting bored already. Yeah, I would say... <laughs> Do you think she? there's a timer? Do you think it's ticking? Like, her days are numbered? Yeah, unless she changes something up. I mean, or I don't... do you think the Jillian Flynn cult is just so easy to fall back into that she can continue doing whatever she wants? Because we see that a lot in like mass market erotic novels that you see, right? It's just the same novel over and over again, and they can do whatever they want at this point. <laughs> yeah, do you think like... she's going that way, or do you think they're going to put pressure on her to change a little bit? No one's putting pressure on her to change because every single book that she sells, her name is bigger than the title. Jillian Flynn's name is half the page, and the title's like the bottom quartile. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Or it's the reverse. Like it's just well, you that's see what her happens na- with the erotic novels first. Yeah, right? and I feel like she lives in the same, you know, tall tower as the erotic novels. They're all coming from the same camp. Yeah, that has no camp, and she's on the top level though. She's well, a CEO. The erotic novels have camp. Well. We haven't delved there. I'm not saying that erotic novels are in camp, like their existence is camp, but I've never read one, so I can't imagine if they're literally all the same or... You know, I take that back. I'm not going to say they're not camp. Jillian Flynn, it's like, she lives in the same treehouse. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's just, for some reason, at the top. And I was going to say, I don't think she's going to come out with a new popular novel. My prediction for her is anything she sells will never be as popular as her older stuff, but I don't think she's going to go away. You know what I mean? I think she wants to buy that house in the Cape. I think she I already think, has that house in the cave. I think she wants another one. I think she wants, you know, a private Jillian Flynn Island. A um a book set in Provincetown. Well, I don't remember there ever being a gay character from any of her novels. It's because she doesn't know gay people. Or a person of color. <laughs> Let's I mean we didn't even go there, but I don't I don't recall. Yeah, but her novel not part of her fantasy. Gay people? No. Black people, no. It's because she's a white woman. But she's just, yeah. I mean, if anything, From at least she's herself. Yeah, I mean, Sometimes I'm not going to force her <laughs> to, like, write something that she doesn't know anything about. Yeah, because then there's also an issue with that, you yeah. know? But at least you could, like, try, you could throw a bone. Maybe she should meet people in real life, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I think her and Brett Corrigan, or whoever her, uh, she married. Actually, I think Brent Corrigan's like a famous gay porn star. So never mind. What's the husband's name? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, does anyone remember that movie, The Last Viper? No. Oh my god. Someone look it up with Brett Corrigan. Let's get our assistants. So, right now they're typing away, googling it for me. <laughs> the little elves. Um, she married someone named Brent something, right? Nolan. Nolan. Yeah, wait, I need to look this up. Oh, yes, Brent Corrigan. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Born on Halloween. Hold on, let me take my sunglasses off. Lockhart started his career as a gay pornographic film actor, mostly using the stage name Brent Corrigan, um. except in the Velvet Media Parts 1 and 2. Well, those must have been the ones I saw, because i never seen Brent Corrigan. But I know the movie. There's a movie. And what's his name from Pretty Little Liars, The Wolf Boy? Because he also plays a werewolf or something. Pretty Little Liars? Yeah, but there's no there's no wolves in Pretty Little Liars. I was going to say, when did that happen? There's that. <laughs> like, you know how Riverdale's gone into, like, yeah. superpowers now? It's like, at one point, Pretty Little Liars, they just became Twilight. No. Um. Anyway, for those who know, there's a movie called Vipers or something, and it's about gay porn stars that kill each other. 
Another murder that, a murder movie, you know, story that Gillian Flynn probably couldn't have written because she doesn't like gay people. So anyway, I digress. We kind of went off the map. You're really never going to read one? No. I think, I think I'm going to go home and read one right now. I have the book at my at my house. Good for you. I mean, I'm right now to finish the book I'm reading. It's like 800 pages, but maybe um, on the plane. I think I'm going to stay away from Gillian Flynn. <laughs> I would go to brunch with her. If she paid. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You think I'm paying. <laughs> um. Anyway, I mean, we'll see. I'd like to see who the next Gillian Flynn is. <laughs> I would. I actually would, though. I'm actually well, curious. I'm writing a book. <laughs> And <laughs> Geraldine. <laughs> they feature gay people and people of color. And all the gay people die. Don't get it twisted. If it's Geraldine's book, at least. Yeah, you know, this is a interesting thought I just had. Because I watched this movie where there's werewolves within. And it's like a really campy horror novel. Not horror novel, but like small town. The main character is black and there's gay people in it and it's just so campy and people die. Is it modern or old? No, it just came out like it's like it was like an indie film. Oh. Indie comedy horror. I'm like, that's where I feel like I mean, Jillian Flynn's not horror per se. No. That's not another thing. There's not enough the definition of horror, people have this fun definition of it. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah, and it was something interesting extreme comedy yes and that's her books don't have that at all like even a little bit we'll let you know if Jillian ever reads one we'll update you guys i won't read it <laughs> it's never happening but um jillian if you're out there you're cute i hope you stay married because i'm worried for him <laughs> shout out to him <laughs> um all right well bye everyone thank you so much for listening um another episode see you later. we'll see you around let us know if you like things with ratings please rate our podcast and comment on our podcast and review us and let us know if you don't like us i'd love to know actually sorry i just hit the table you can talk about every time i make a noise by hitting the table um, um if you don't like the editing blame max right bye guys and let it let him know <laughs> Sorry,